0: Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to Heritage Radio Network.com. Sun <clears throat> Sunday, three o'clock. Episode twenty-two, the morning after, with Jason Kaluji broadcasting live every Sunday from Roberta's on the Heritage Radio Network. I am Jason Kaluji, host of the morning after, power pack punch with a kickstart today of Downtown Abbey and Oscar Love, and yes, of course, food. While we're all here today, looking across at my general counsel Harry, who wanted to go toe to toe with me with the movie Carlito's Way. Oh yes, my friend, you cannot win on that win that battle. Um, I can beat you on that. I want to actually congratulate a friend of the show, Lee Schrager. Um, Sobe just had their food and wine festival uh, this weekend. It kind of reminds me where I stand in the realm of the restaurant industry when that thing goes on. Everyone from the Barger Bash, uh, our friends at the Meatball Shop are down there. Our friends at Abe and Arthur's, uh, B&B Burger, Pat Lafrida. Everyone gathers this time of year right before the spring hits here in New York City. Down in South Beach Our friend there Rachel Ray Who comes here At Roberta's She's there And they, they, they have a, a weekend Of the the South Beach Food and Wine Festival Where it originated This festival happens Here in New York The New York City Food and Wine Festival So I just wanted to Thank Lee Schrager uh, For putting that on We have a clip here Of the the Undergoings here uh, With uh, our friend Bobby Flay I don't know If he's actually a friend But um, <clears throat> Here's a, a clip here From the Burger Bash This weekend
1: here from FN Dish, and I am with Michael Simon at Burger Bash. God,
0: that's crazy. Burger Bash is where it's at.
1: Now, Michael, last year you won People's Choice. Yep. You are reigning champion. Two, five, two five. years in a row.
0: <laughs> you feel the pressure? Absolutely. Well, it's
2: fun pressure. You know, like every year you look around, you're like, oh my god, these are the greatest chefs in the world, all making a hamburger.
3: 80 20 ground beef, Angus, cooking on the flat top, 550 degrees lightly seasoned, goes on to what's called donkey sauce, which is our own special dressing.
0: Alright, I'm sorry, I'm stopping. I forgot. Guy Fieri is in this. I refuse to give him this guy any credit. He's everything. wrong. He's the antichrist of the food restaurant, the industry. I forgot that he's in this. Um, but it ends up, I think um, uh, the guy that makes the Greek food, I don't know, what's Michael Salakis. I think he wins that. Um, Harry, what's up, dude?
4: Hey, bud. How are you?
0: Uh, ha- Harry, um, um, uh, you're my general counsel. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for sending that uh, thing I needed to sign over last weekend. I never got it. Yeah, you didn't sign it, so oh, uh, I never got it. No, you got it. Oh, I did. It yeah, was an yeah. attachment. It's okay. I'll take care. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Jesse deals with this problem all the time. I, I don't. I'm not very thorough with with emails. So um, <clears throat> you uh, were eating a huge thing of pancakes here, at Robertas. That's right. Do you come to Robertas a lot. Yeah, try to. Okay, as and you, what was that coffee you were drinking? What's that place? Is that your spot? That's yeah. That's my spot. Yeah. Okay, wait, what's the name of the Randolph? The Randolph. Place? The yeah, the Randolph at Broom. At Broom. Yep. And that's in Soho. Uh, that's in Nolita. Yep. Oh, right uh, come there. on. <laughs> is it Nolita? Is it Soho? Is it? Is it's it Nolita? Soho. Is it, the, is it? Is it the walk you take home when you're when you sleep with somebody in Chinatown? What is what is that area there? No, no, I know the area. I know the spot. <laughs> And we, I actually we met there last week, and we had um, a great coffee drink, yeah. which was called the Ayn Rand. Was it the Fountainhead? It's called the Fountainhead. Yep. Was it named after that book? Uh, you know, it was designed by the guys from Alchemy Consulting. Actually, so they uh, it's double entendre, something. Uh, do you know? Do you know some an interesting fact? Today, Amanda Calute uh, last week, our friend over at Eater, she is like the Eater God of Eater National. She's the editor in chief of all Eater oh, yeah. stuff. Um <clears throat> she's a, uh she was awarded that title. I you know I don't know what your thoughts are on eater.com but I think they definitely bring a you know as a blog a sphere of the of the world they definitely bring food more into the mainstream of uh every for everybody. I mean I go there for facts for the morning after. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Are you excited about the restaurant show next week? It's good. Yeah, it's going to be great. You you're doing a, a, a big 3-hour show there. So that's going to be Three hour show that we're going to cut down uh, Jack Inslee, who's back He looks great, by the way He's he's got a great tan Never seen a guy so relaxed Um, Who, by the way, I will say this Who went out and picked up a host I won't say who the host is because there's a problem with L-Train, and got in his car today, this is the executive producer of this radio station, drove, picked her up, and she did her show. Wow. I will say that on air if Patrick Martins is listening. Patrick Martins, I know the morning after is your favorite show. Um, Jack Inslee, congratulations to you. I, I, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish I had the balls to do that kind of thing, but I can never talk about it. Um, there's a show on TV which is like, I don't know if you watch TV, whatever. There's a couple of shows that I'm kind of into now. Shark Tank, which made me think of some of our guests here today. Put an egg on it. Tasty Zine. Zine. Sorry. What? Oh, geez. And the, the booth is already giving me dirty looks already. Tasty Zine. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> uh, there, there's people that go into this sort of Shark Tank thing and they ask for money. Um, but you guys, you did, we'll talk about this later. But they did a Kickstarter thing. Now Kickstarter is a is a Website where you can go on for any purpose. I know the guys at Little Neck did this. You can create... You have your business concept, and you go on, and you give people an incentive to invest. Now, the incentive isn't equity. It's more of, like, something that you would get. Like, you would get a, a lifetime membership from Put an Egg on It, Tasty Zine, who the creators... One of the creators is originally from Frisco. Um, <clears throat> I'm just kidding around. I uh, just want to get dirty looks over there. Uh, <clears throat> and... uh they they did it, and it's it's a, it's a great asset. Anyone that's bored, that wants to you know has some extra money that wants to help some people out, they can go on this thing. But this show, which has Mark Cuban, the guy that owns the Dallas Mavericks and all, and uh, three airplanes and whatever the hell else he owns, um, they go on. People pitch their business concepts. Check that Shark Tank out. Um, and Dow- Downton Abbey. This show is addictive. I watched about four episodes. Last night, it's about, you know, it's like a four-hour kind of thing. Here's uh, anyone that's in tune. Downton Abbey. Oh, so service industry. I'm addicted to the show. I watched it last night. Check it out. Um, I guess we should talk about our guests and also what we're doing next week. We're hosting the show. I'll I'll repeat myself a hundred times, which I usually do. Um, Next week... If you want to be a guest on the morning after And you're at the restaurant show We will be broadcasting from there Between 1 and 4 We will be there When you walk into the restaurant show You make a right We will be there Come hang out You can meet all the players of the morning after Myself Jesse Kiefer Bennett Jaslik, whoever, Erin uh, Who will be there From She's originally from Huntington um, Jack Inslee uh, Harry Harry you're going to be there next week I'll be there Okay cool Everyone will be there um, <clears throat> And I'm excited about it I'm a little nervous But I've been doing prep all all week um, Where are we at here Hold on let me look at my little show notes here You know let's take a break What do you guys think I'm going to come back I'm going to talk to Bob McClure Co-owner of McClure Pickles I've been eating these things I'm staring at the Bloody Mary mix I love that stuff Morning after
3: And shyness can stop you From doing all the things in life you'd like to Shyness is nice And shyness can stop you From doing all the things in life you'd like to So if there's something you'd like to try If there's something you'd like to try Ask me, I won't say no hi die is Nice and Kindness can stop you From saying all the things In life you'd like to So if there's Something you'd like to try If there's something you'd like To try Ask me I won't say no How could I Spending Warm summer days In dawn the following program was sponsored by s wallace edwards and sons summertime is not the only time when barbecue is welcome at s wallace edwards and sons sam edwards has been working his magic on ribs briskets thick cooked pulled pork and much much more add a few of their sides and the party is complete entertaining has never been so easy
0: to order, go to virginiatraditions.com. We're back here at the morning after going into our first interview. Bob McClure, co-owner of McClure's Pickles. Everyone has dreamed of starting a family business. The McClure family decided to take this step. With their roots in Michigan, they have thrived on pickling and have moved into relishes and Bloody Mary mixes. The formula is simple, a short turnaround from farmer to consumer. Using the best products available and not interfering in the process, Bob McClure. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down, man. Um, you know, this is one of the first one of the f- first guests that like I buy your product. I mean, there's a lot of people that come on here and, and I've used it after the I've known them come on. I, I go to Key Food on the corner of Fifth and uh, Sterling and Park Slope. And this product is sat in my refrigerator on top of the fact that I love the Bloody Mary mix. I'm cool. a big
1: fan of it. Thank you. Thanks very much. You, uh, talk, just start from the beginning. Sure, sure. Um, I, this, uh, you know, originally wasn't a business. We, we grew up making these, these pickles uh, based on my great-grandmother's recipe. So I had a, a long-term um, kind of uh, family tradition of, ma- of making this product growing up in, in Detroit. Uh, And then uh, I moved to New York to do something completely different. I was here as a commercial actor and a a comedy writer, and my brother was going to school for different things. And then, you know, in 2006, we were like, you know, in need of a job that actually (laughs) paid our our rent. Um, And uh, uh, as jobs would come and go through acting, I figured I wanted something a little bit more stable, and um, why not give Pickling a shot, you know, because I didn't have too much to lose at that point.
0: But... The idea of Michigan is interesting because the – a lot of people don't know that in the summertime, Michigan is the largest producer of
1: – Yeah, cu- of, of pickling cucumbers. Of
0: pickling cucumbers. And is that something that just – that your grandmother, when when, when it happened um, – that's the reason why it was kind of a de facto thing. There was like a family thing like in New England where apple pie recipes or something and it just sort of was passed down
1: or was it a... Yeah, I think it was a, you know, like a byproduct of, you know, Michigan being one of the larger producers of, of pickling cucumbers. I, I don't think she knew, you know, oh, this state produces so many cucumbers. I need to, you know, gra- you know, grab as many as I can and put them into a jar. I think it happened to be what was available and what she could get at, uh, um, at the farmer's market. And then as it passed down through... Through our family, I remember going to to the farmers market, the Detroit Eastern Market, which is a, one of the largest outdoor wholesale markets in the country as well. We'd go down there with my, my grandpa and my mom and dad, and we'd pick up stuff at like four in the morning and, and take it back to our kitchen and, and just start, you know, making making pickles all day.
0: How much fun is Detroit? Now I know there's weird areas and stuff like that, but uh, Johnny Knoxville, uh, the jackass guy, has there's a documentary out there. So if anybody just puts in Johnny Knoxville documentary, I don't know the name of it, but he travels around. Detroit, and like if you have some capital, you can buy the old Cadillac factory for like three hundred thousand dollars.
1: Sure, yeah, real estate is, is certainly pretty inexpensive right now in yeah. that in that immediate area um, because there's there's not a lot of um, manufacturing business going on. Um, and we're we're now about to move into a twenty thousand square foot space, and and, and we got a, a a good price on it. When you're, you know, starting to look at other comparables like New York, the old Cavalier factory, sorry. <laughs> right.
0: sorry, the Chevy Cavalier.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, what's the uh, the one that like the um, is yeah. that one of the convertible like that um, that oh, Chevy no, no. makes?
0: Oh, are you to- are you talking about the the international? Uh, rental car the Chrysler Sebring yes the drive. Sebring that's I mean, whenever, it <laughs> whenever I fly into SFO and I'm in Frisco I get a, a Sebring and I drive up through wine country that's just my thing and I think I'm the first guy to do it but maybe, who, who knows it's coming back no yeah. but um, it, it's, it, it has the same feeling when I was watching this thing about two years ago as as Roberta as, the, as Bushwick like uh, you know as, as negative as we get as many Michael Moore documentaries as we watch um, there is sort of a youth movement in Detroit, that, it, that there are some positive things happening. Um, when you came to New York and you, you sort of an artistic aspirations, do you put a lot of that energy into McClure's now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I that, can totally what
0: I, do I could totally see it
1: all day. You know, and same, same with my brother and my family who, who who work along with us. My mom and my dad are there there every morning, um, making <laughs> making our product with us. Well, I noticed uh, one of the interviews that I've actually have a couple of things we'll, we'll get into in a little while. But
0: um, you guys said that the, no, everyone in the family is involved in all of the, the jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I brought up the Shark Tank in the beginning of the show is when they go to these guys like Mark Cuban f- to get more equity in the business, th- there's definitely a progression they have to make. And you were talking into getting into more states now, if a venture capital guy came to you and had some more money to invest, would that be something that you would sort of take out of the hands of the family or do you kind of want to keep it like a sort of a, a early Ben and Jerry's grassroots kind of company?
1: Yeah, I, I see it as keeping it, um, you know, within our family, whether, whether, uh, whether the future, you know, takes on additional capital or, or venture capital or bank funding, um, uh, we, we want to keep it. In in our control, we feel that we can still produce the best quality product under under our watch, and maybe outsource some of like you know the the other stuff that we can't you know that we're not good at like business dealings or like distributors and stuff like that. Like there's there's obviously there's there's places that we can grow with the help of other um, traditional you know venues that that we don't have a grasp on.
0: Um, We have a couple of things here that we wanted to play. now, And I was doing research on you. I found a couple of funny interviews. Um, One of them is actually your standard kind of um, NPR interview, which is great, which is uh, the the first one I found. And I'll play that. Um, I think you're on, uh, like, WNYC. I'm going to play that right here. Bob McClure first
2: learned to make pickles from his grandfather, and he's here with us today for this week's segment of Last Chance Foods. Bob, welcome to WNYC.
1: Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me.
2: So you run McClure's Pickles (laughs) along with your brother and your parents. How did your family decide to get into the pickle business?
1: Uh, uh, After a long time of pickling, uh, as we were growing up, we decided three years ago that it would be a good and crazy idea to start a pickle company.
0: Crazy indeed. Oh,
1: crazy, crazy <laughs> indeed. Now, um,
0: yes, yeah, so I have to get my NPR voice here. Now, secondly, when I was um, doing more research, I found a great YouTube clip here, which was crazy on my end. Now, we found a, a great uh, YouTube clip that I played to you before, yeah. just so I didn't put you on the spot, which was uh, sort of uh, something Don Draper, the uh, madman mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. might have produced. And this is the other side of, uh, of the McClure's.
3: Needs a tickle, all you need is a nickel for a hot, hot, hot and spicy McClure pickle. Hot and spicy McClure pickle. Burr, burr, my skin is cold. Gurgle, gurgle, stomach, I'm hungry. I have a bland taste in my mouth.
1: Well, sounds like you need to taste my pickle.
3: Oh, my pickle.
1: Taste my pickle. What? My hot and spicy pickle. Taste it.
3: Try. Oh, look, I to my mouth.
0: Well, that was really a Harry Carey impersonation. <laughs> I thought you were doing Was that Was because you were, I, I, I tried to do it. It was either Jimmy Fallon you were doing doing an impression of somebody or Harry Carey because it was, uh, or was that just you? Kind yeah, of being? it was
1: a, a little bit of a, a both with a McClure spin on it. <laughs> yeah. What was uh, what's that all about? You guys did a live show or something? Yeah, we you did do a something? live show with the uh, group called the Apple Sisters. And they used to be in New York. They're out in L.A. Um, no, they do a lot of they yeah, do a lot of a lot like, of great improv sketch comedy stuff. Um, and that being my background, we figured why not roll it into a, a live show as you know tied into the to the business.
0: No, I I, I was laughing and I and I followed. I, I saw some more stuff. Talk to me about this Bloody Mary mix. I love this stuff. Um, anyone that you know. Uh, doesn't want to go out and buy like three cans of Sacramento tomato juice, Tabasco, lime, whatever your kind of your things are. You can go out and hit any store and buy the stuff, and it's it's great. It reminded me a lot of the base of a lot of the, the Mardi Gras going on right now, mm-hmm. the uh, New Orleans style base. You know, you can kind of go in any riff you want off of it. Um, wh- how did this
1: come about? This came out, uh, um, I guess maybe two two years ago, and it, it started as a. Uh, an additional product that people could use when they, when they bought the pickles. So you'd be able to buy the pickles and and people would say, why am I spending so much on these, on these pickles? And we'd be like, Hey, look, you know, we make it by hand and it it takes a lot of work. They're, they're expensive because they're expensive to make. But if you use the juice that's left over, you can add some tomato juice, a little black pepper, and you've got your own bloody mary mix. And then people were like, Oh great. I'm, I'm getting, you know, my money's worth. I've got two, three uses out of it. And then my brother and I thought, well, what the heck? Why don't we start jarring this on our own because there's plenty of people who, who want to buy the pickles as well as a a jar of bloody mary mix and it, it took off and now we're we're selling almost as much of that as we are the the pickles which is which is great and we're doing food service size of it like one gallon jugs for restaurants bars and stuff and either you really like it or y- you know you don't because it's it's very pickly it has pickle juice in it
0: this this question has come up in a lot of restaurants that I've worked in which is the question in a busy Sunday brunch when you have a hungover bartender how do you get a consistent Bloody Mary and the the thing is you can take the 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 opportunity cost of sort of getting a McClure's in your in-house and creating a consistent Bloody Mary that's not going to interfere in somebody uh Storing it properly, making it properly, three different shifts in a day, um, and I totally recommend any restaurateur that uh, you know wants to create a consistent Bloody Mary in house and not having four or five different shifts making it you know there's a lot of places that do brunch now are open seven days a week it's not like the usual thing where the guy came in on Saturday brunch made the stuff till Monday and then they threw it out on Monday. you know there was that poor bastard that ordered it Monday night like yeah that bunny Mary mix and then the bartender went into the walking box or whatever he was like oh yeah, yeah I got a couple and he made one for you and then that was it you know <laughs> But um, it's totally do – you, do you have a lot of accounts like that? Because you guys are doing this gallon thing, which is Yeah, great. Was,
1: we're starting to get more into the restaurant food service stuff with, with all of our products. That's kind of our next leap for this year is to really branch out with our, our larger size pickles, our larger size Bloody Mary. New York's a hard nut to crack because everybody wants to make, you know, make their own. Yeah. But we figure, why not have it in case – you know, as an additional item in case you do run out or, you know, you need something on hand that people want to try something different. Sure. Our, our, our mixes is is comparable price wise as like, um, Tabasco or Mr. And Mrs. T's. And certainly comparable to if you were running up to restaurant Depot or or Costco and buying stuff and and putting it all together, you know, we figured just Pop, shake it, pop the cap, and and speaking of, it. Speaking of the restaurant show,
0: any advice you would give to uh, guys that are in their late 20s or something that have, like, incubating an idea um, that could come to fruition, that maybe go to K- Kickstarter or something, uh, the, the same position you were in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, keep at it. You know, that's the, you know, um, uh, keep keep working. Um Test test your ideas out on on people who will give you the honest public. feedback, <laughs> you know, on, on the public, right? But people will give you like honest yeah, feedback, exactly. you know, like not necessarily that you have to take on like a mentor or something like that, but people who will will give you some honest feedback.
0: Well, Bob McClure, uh, McClure's Pickles, thanks for are you gonna hang out for the rest of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Th- thanks a lot for hanging hey, out. You. We're gonna we're gonna actually we're gonna talk about some Oscars later. So I, wa- I want to hear your thoughts. My picks. Morning after, we'll come back with eighty six list com.
4: No fun, my baby. No fun. No fun to be alone,
3: walking by myself. No fun to be
0: alone. We're back here at the morning after broadcasting live from Roberta's Jack Insley on the one and ones and the computer. LauraWertz86list.com with the hot job of the week. Laura Words, are you there?
3: I'm here. How are you, Jason?
0: <laughs> Laura Words, hot job of the week. Laura Words, what's our hot job of the week? Come on, I'm looking for a... I have my resume with me right here. So tell me, Laura Words, what is the <laughs> hot job of the week?
3: Okay, well, I ha- I may have the job for you. Oh. Um. Okay, so are you familiar with the Nomad Hotel?
0: Um, I can... Put it on Google and pretend like I am, but no, I'm not.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it's a pretty new project. Um, it is on Broadway and 29th Street, and they're opening a restaurant inside called Nomad. Oh, okay. uh, And it's the new project of Chef Daniel Hume and Will Gadara of 11 Madison Park.
0: Wow, those guys are expanding, um, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. God I mean, they're pretty them. hot right now, like you would say. And um, they are set to open the restaurant at the end of March. Right now, they're pretty much seeking all dining room positions. Uh, their list includes servers, assistant and kitchen servers, bartenders, hosts, cocktail servers, and sommeliers. And uh, you can see a little bit about the project at thenomadhotel.com. NomadHotel.com.
0: Right, stuff. And, and uh, uh,
3: some okay. more information on 86 lists, of course.
0: When you're saying uh, so hot right now, I actually have a special clip for you like right to now. Take
3: this opportunity.
0: Hold that on one my return. <laughs>
1: Hansel, so hot right now
0: That was for you, Laura, where it's Hansel He's so, so hot right now, so hot right now um, Are these guys, are they going to put the Ace Hotel out of business?
3: Uh, I don't know, I mean, I think, I think they're just like You know, they're two young, really excited guys You know, they're, uh, who knows who they're going to take out of business
0: um, I have, I have, Did you get my voicemail, by the way? I did, yes Alright, so uh, morning after we'll be at the uh, the International Food Restaurant International Show Live, uh, read exhibitions, Ron Matthews Next week from 1 to 4 um, If uh, you can sneak your way in, Laura Words, Please come by and say hello
3: Absolutely
0: um, You can bring out all the 86list.com stuff I and mean, We can get crazy We're going to be there um, I'd love for you to come by um, But I have I still haven't received your wedding invitation
3: uh, I, I
0: haven't sent them all out yet. Oh, okay. Okay, very touchy, <laughs> very touchy subject. Oh, it's one of those weeks. Okay, I won't get into it. Yeah, it really, it really <laughs> I is. I can tell. I <laughs> um, Laura, it's 86list.com? Thanks again for calling in. I'll see you probably at the restaurant show. Love you.
3: That's right. Okay,
0: take care. Bye. Talk to you soon. So high right now. Um, <clears throat> that's uh, Laura, where it's 86list.com? Um, it's a funny kind of relationship we have I've worked with Laura for a long time um, and she has a website com. people can go on and find jobs uh, but I didn't know that I guess they're trying to compete with the enti- that, uh, that whole area that's a weird area that Broadway you know it's sort of like the you can buy yarn there and stuff like that um, <clears throat> but I'm really excited about our next guest and I'm going to uh, really enunciate the name of this because there's I have a huge uh, writing here probably in Thirty-six size font, um, Sharpie. Put a egg on it. Taste design. Okay, there we go. Sarah Keogh and Ralph McGinnis are here. Um, <clears throat> one second, guys. Let me pull up your little Charlie Rose bio that we wrote. Um, one second. I'm sorry. Here, I was pulling. We get my Hansel clip out of the way. Sarah Keogh and Ralph McGinnis created a put it a egg on it taste design in their short history they have created a following that has sold out their first two issues it seems simple give the public a pure unfiltered look at food and culture and they will follow they are here today to discuss their history and the future of the publication guys thanks for coming
2: thanks for having us hi um
0: i was really excited to see your your background where you guys went to school because i was kind of the same i feel like we're in the same kind of thing um i was an art student um, and kind of like found, got into restaurants. I don't know if you guys had worked in restaurants for a while, and then kind of like went back into it, and sort of found the middle ground of art yeah. and restaurants. You guys were went to SVA together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I I have a background in, in magazines mostly, but Ralph has worked in restaurants.
4: I grew up working at restaurants. I'm from New Orleans. I grew up in New Orleans.
0: Oh, well, it's it's Mardi Gras. So congratulations. Up, yeah. Put, um, <laughs> so. Talk to me about how the idea of the the magazine show, is that the proper thing to call it. I mean, it looks it's a magazine, yeah, but yeah, it, it can take so many different forms now in terms of how you would articulate what it actually is. It's I'm, I was looking at it now, and I went online to try to find it to sneak mm. some photographs <laughs> of it, and it was the first two are sold out. You can't get them. I mean, yep. the, that's how popular it is. and you guys created um, <clears throat> a Kickstarter kind of account to yeah. get the the wheels yeah. rolling. Talk about. Talk about where you guys are at and everything.
2: Um, well, we the first issue we made just, just by ourselves, didn't ask anybody for help, and just kind of wanted to see how we could do it. And it went pretty well. And then for the second issue, we decided to get some money together and to bring in some other people. So that's how the Kickstarter thing happened. And it was amazing. It went
0: really well. Yeah. It was
4: fun
0: and what is what are your roles because you kind of i mean is there one person do you guys kind of both take on the editing kind of thing yeah. and work on on stuff there's a lot of great literature in here and, and great photography
2: yeah i mean we we kind of both sort of do everything ralph has more of a design um background and, and he's more involved in that and i'm more involved in the, in the writing and the, but
0: we have but like detail power of each other yeah now who's the ultimate veto the people
2: no, I mean,
4: it's a, it's a collaborative. We, we, like, tend to agree with each other a lot. So we don't really run into any, like... That's never actually happened, where we're, like...
2: Yeah, I mean, one person might be like, Mm, no, and yeah. the other person is like, Yeah, you're right.
4: Yeah.
0: When you're, um... When you're doing the first one, is there a, is, and I think this is where the best stuff comes from, when it's not a thing like, oh, we're going to create this thing that's going to become the next whatever. When the first one came about, you guys were just really just having fun with it and just it was an artistic kind of enterprise, mm-hmm. and, it, and it became big.
2: Yeah, well, we have worked on other mag- magazines for other people together quite a lot, and so we had, you know, for a long time wanted to make something that was just, you know, together without sort of any other publishers or editors, you know, telling us what they wanted. Yeah,
4: like all the normal magazine
0: crap oh no I know like we
4: don't we don't like we don't create content based on PR yeah
0: which is which is great and I think uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is because you guys have a Twitter account so you're in 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 the technology kind of canon but I noticed that you know uh, was there a specific kind of decision to print it rather than to do it digitally
2: definitely Mm -hmm. Um, I think we we set out to make you know a like a Object, something that you can, you know, that's sort of limited, and that you, you know, we had to make a lot of choices to sort of figure out how we wanted it to be, and and uh, and so it sort of exists as that. And then we've we've spent a lot of time talking about what we were what we're going to do online, and I feel like it'll be. In the, under the same kind of umbrella of put egg on it but it'll be different you know it'll have a different kind of feeling
0: can I play your guys kickstarter video totally okay cool I want to play the, the kickstarter video that I, I found um, I, you know I was going to I was going to contribute but you guys already made your quarter <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on here okay uh, pulling up
4: second but leftovers are last night's takeout what to do why just put an egg on it
3: But all I have
0: is pita, and it's stale. Put an egg on it. All I have in my refrigerator is this leftover plate of butter and the collected works of Robert Louis Stevenson. Put an
4: egg on it. What am I going to have for dinner? All I have is... Put an egg on it.
0: I got an egg! Put an egg on it. <laughs> and that's uh, Put an Egg on It. It's an in, uh, inventive uh, digest sized art literary magazine about uh, food, cooking, and the communal joys of eating with friends and family. Um, and that was your original kind of video you guys did. What brought you guys to, to Kickstarter? Because this is something you see a lot, in, I mean, I think uh, everywhere, but a lot, I see it a lot in the food community. Which is great. Was there? It's just a, a great way to raise money fast.
4: Yeah, I saw, I found out about it because I donated to somebody. I like the idea. Of, like, I think people who who raise money on it donate a lot because you only need to donate a little bit. Yeah, I've definitely donated yeah, to a just, lot of things. You just donate five dollars here and there, and it becomes like a community. So, like, if you if someone donated to you, and then you find out they are also raising money, you're like, oh, sure, and I'll drop five dollars into them. It doesn't have to be a lot of money so anybody can you don't have to like wait around for some rich god to come down from the heavens. <laughs> a super
0: a super pack? To
4: just yeah, yeah come like down. Like the McClure's
0: Mitt Romney pack that I'm just kidding around over there. Yeah. Um do you, what was it like growing up in New Orleans? I'm fascinated by that. Did you grow up in New Orleans proper or were you like in the French in Lef- quarter in the French, in the French, French quarter? May. French wow. Do you flight. know the bar, the Aaron Rose? Do you know that place? It's on uh, Conti Street, just off of Bourbon, on the 400 block of Conti. So that's Well, I haven't
4: lived there since 1998. So um, but uh, that doesn't sound familiar.
0: But was it is it a great is it a fun place to grow up? Because you, cause you work crazy. service and stuff, or is it just wild and you just got to get out and people come there? And get
4: well, I never had a drinking problem. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why that. My parents are bartenders, so I grew up in bars and restaurants. My first job was working. Shelling shrimp and shucking oysters, making poboys, stuff like that. Um, but I did learn one thing that I did, when I came to New York to go to college, i never wanted to work in a restaurant again. That's. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it can be pretty... After a while... No,
0: it's... whereas yeah, I mean, just look under my eyes. So, Sarah, talk to me about the difference between San Francisco restaurants... There you go, guys. And New York restaurants. There's a huge... Uh, um, No, just a general difference um, in terms of eating out. Is there, like, uh, the culture different? Is it a food town?
2: It is. Better um, produce. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't uh, lived in San Francisco in a really long time. And when I did live there, I, you know... I was actually just talking to a friend about this, that we ate, you know, just totally all cheap stuff. Like, if it it cost more than $5, it was like an event. (laughs) So I don't really know a lot about the sort of restaurant scene that's there right now. Um, You know, just just about where I like to get burritos and nachos and falafels and stuff like that. Um, But I do know that when... The last time I lived there, I lived with Ralph, actually, and um, there's so much sort of, like, cheap, amazing produce available that you end up eating really well.
0: Yeah. At um, home, you can just yeah. go
2: out so with
4: we... $2 and buy, like, a bunch of vegetables.
0: No, no, and I worked... Uh, I opened the restaurant Polino's with Nate Appleman who had a restaurant called A16 in San Francisco, oh, yeah. and all the sous chefs were, like... Like and I was a buyer, and they were like looking at me like I was crazy because I didn't have like a farmer show up with a pickup truck that day, you know. It's like, you know, I was like, "Hey guys, it did great regame. Really Welcome to New York. You know, it's right. here." Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So when's uh, episode five coming out? And it was like George Lucas here.
2: <laughs> it, we're going to the printer next week, so it should be out. Okay, so by the first
0: day of spring. And I I, I, I implore anyone who's listening to, to talk to them now because this stuff sells out pretty quick. <laughs> No, do, it does. I mean, no. I mean, no. It, it, it's a you got to stay on top of it. And well, if you uh, own a store, uh, who's the in New York? The New York distributor is called Ubiquity. Ubiquity,
4: but um, or, if, or you can dr- you can order it directly from us.
0: Yeah. And did you guys recommend it? That's the best way to do it. It's like five bucks, I think, or it's seven seven, seven. dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool.
4: Our current issue is the first issue that we're printing that we don't have to spend our own money yeah it's kind of awesome doesn't that feel good yeah that's paying for itself now and is
0: what is there a um like big article in there like i mean i'm sure everything is Is great holds on weight but is there a christopher hitchens kind of article in there or you (laughs) know what i mean like the one kind of like thing or is it just you know is it a cumulative kind of thing or is there something i'm sure you're entirely entirely proud of the whole Enterprise, but is there a, one thing that you really got?
2: Um, there, there. I'm actually super excited about this issue. There's a bunch of great things, but um, one thing that was really awesome for me was I got to interview Judy Rogers from Zuni. Yeah. Um, and she was so, so fantastic to talk to.
4: Her story is really beautiful. Yeah, actually,
2: we so just so asked cool. her one question, and she and I ended up talking for a long time, and so it's sort of a longer.
0: So you guys gonna hang out for Oscar predictions? Sure, sure. Okay, cool. Well, let's take another break. We're gonna come back with the entire crew here. We got Harry. We have everybody in town. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about Oscar night tonight. I'm really excited. This is my Super Bowl. I don't know about you guys. It is
3: morning after. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you too, Cosmo.
0: Morning after we're back. Great show. Wow. I'm I'm super proud of this show. Um, and the fact is I was really, really, really diverted because I... Wa- oh, uh, no. This country is a land of dreams. Oh. There we go. It can
1: be a hard place. A cruel place. But it's where I work dream of a better
3: life for my son.
0: Uh. <laughs> so, you th- oh, is that the most interesting guy alive, like, movie? That sounded like That's your movie. computer, ma'am. <laughs> oh, is it? Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was like Oscar.com. <laughs> Jack, thank you. Um, let me kill this right now. Okay, I thought that was uh, like Jesse's little, like, hey, remember? <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about the Oscars. Oh, let me kill this whole thing here. Okay,
3: I don't know. Have you seen any of the Oscar movies?
0: I have, you know, I-, I-, I have, but I haven't seen all 10. There's like 10 of them. Um, uh, let's, just, let's just talk about the night, because this is an exciting, this is my Super Bowl kind of thing. Uh, Jesse Kiefer, welcome to the studio.
3: It's great to be in here. Jason, um, instead of in the booth, thank yelling you, at you. Thank you. The thank, glass.
0: thank you for coming in. Um, <clears throat> did I mix make my Frisco quota of saying Frisco ten times?
3: I just I Almost have no Sarah. idea where that comes from. Okay. I,
0: oh no, I just. I, to I
3: think like people from San Francisco say like, San Francisco.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I don't mean, know,
3: Sarah. What do they say? San
0: Francisco. Or like there you San go. go. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I just wa- I just watched The Rock with Nick, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, Welcome to the Rock. Um, <clears throat> is anyone here? Is anyone else here excited about the Oscars tonight, Or just me? I is didn't
4: even w- know
0: they were tonight. Oh Absolutely. my lord! You know, I was at a I was at a staff meeting once at, at Tribeca Grill, and I had like I was like I was new there. I was there for like four or five months, and I printed out like a uh, every you know like ten copies of everybody putting in five dollars. And I was like, "Hey guys, um, anyone wants to be part of the Oscar pool? Please report here." And I was like, by myself at the at the end of it. No, it's just a fun. It's a fun kind of night. I know it's kind of cheesy in a sense, but I I, I enjoy it. Jesse, do you think this artist is gonna win everything?
3: Um, I, I haven't seen a Jason um, I haven't seen it I, it, Is it all silent? That's what It's a silent film?
0: It is I think until like the. Or last is it scene, about like, A silent
3: film actor? It's,
0: both. it's yeah. about a silent film actor And he's like You know Talkies come about In like 1921 And he's like Struggling with be, You know Being an actor But uh, I think I, I think it's gonna win And clean up You know Harvey Weinstein is a genius Speaking of Tribeca Grill And Robert De Niro And Harvey Weinstein They're all in that same building Um But, I don't know. What what do you guys? Anyone? Anyone thoughts on Downton Abbey? (laughs) Anyone watching this show, too? Or is it just me? I love this show. This show is great. If you're in the service industry, watch this show. I've I've been
1: watching The Bachelor. I (laughs) I watched The Bachelor, too. That's good. If that could be made into a movie, (laughs) I'd vote for that. And you know, he's originally from Frisco, that guy.
3: Because you get to vote for Oscars, right?
1: <laughs> well, I, I actually do get some. Uh, some what are they? I get the the CD- academy. Yeah, yeah, right. I get the the DVDs beforehand. Oh.
0: Um, Bob McClure, thank you. I knew you just got on a plane coming from the Mitt Romney um, uh, revival in Michigan. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, I knew you're part of the, one of the
1: super PACs. Yeah, he, he flew me in. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, thanks
0: for thanks for coming. No, I think the thing about Down Nabby, and you watch it, and you work in restaurants is, uh, it's, it's the time of, it's a period in time where, like, the server, like, had an opinion. It, It takes place, like, right when the Titanic happened, um... And it's not a, you know, the Lord is not this overbearing guy. He's like, you must follow me. He's, he's there, and he's a reasonable guy. Check this show out. If you have a Netflix queue, you can watch it. I watched four episodes of this thing last night. But, Jesse, let's talk about the most important thing, not the Oscars tonight. Let's talk about the morning after show. Next week, International Restaurant Food Show. Read exhibitions.
3: At the Javits Center.
0: At the Javits Center. Yes, I, I, I didn't think I have to, just because of my Italian background, I just figured people would know it was at the Javits Center, that, that whole Mafia kind of thing going on there. I've uh, never been <clears> to the
3: Javits Center, so.
0: Okay. Well, we're, here's the plan. We're going to go in early Sunday. We're going to go out there. We're going to get everybody, you know, make uh, uh, appointments for interviews. And then we're going to go on at 1 o'clock. And we're going to go to about 4 o'clock. Jack Inslee might make an appearance. Um, but we're, we're going to have about, Anybody
3: is welcome to make an appearance. Come and, and, and see us, Yeah, for come, sure.
0: Come hang out. Um, and we're working. You know, I was working on the uh, the booth all week. And I'm almost finished. I was I'm, we're doing a graffiti motif.
3: Oh yeah, I can what, what was it? The the breakdancing movie was it your inspiration? Uh,
0: break into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm know if excited anyone, to see Anyone this. has ever seen that graffiti? It's it's that like sort of uh, if um What's that, uh, tribe called quest it's like you know there's the the wu-tang clan and there's tribe called quest like if you could kind of take graffiti there's the hard side and then there's a the tribe called quest graffiti side and i'm taking the tribe called quest graffiti side of things um <clears throat> so we're doing that and we're going to go in early on sunday and we're going to do the show and it's going to be a blast harry are you going to be there i'll be there what are you going to wear don't wear a suit.
4: I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. We're
0: gonna have an. we I
4: thought we're dressing like eighties. Eighties
0: theme. Eighties yeah. theme. Jess, do we should we make t-shirts? Jumpsuit.
3: Jumpsuit. Adidas jumpsuit. Sergio
0: Tacchini? Sergio Ticchini? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. All right. it. has awesome been great. Um, I think it's time to wrap it up, uh, guys. Anyone at the restaurant show next week that listens to the morning after, please, please, please come check in, hang out. Um, we're gonna have some secret alcohol there. Uh, <clears throat> But I'm really excited. I'm really happy, and I want to thank everybody from today's show, Bob McClure, Sarah Keo, Ralph McGinnis. Um, Please check our Twitter feed, our Facebook feed to get any information on all their enterprises the morning after.